Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, visit them at a ham fest near you or call 920-435-2973 or online at pl-259.com. It's Ham Radio with Neil Rapp. Here we go. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Call in, let's talk. Neil's your guy. Ham Talk Live. Here we go on Ham Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, coming to you live, not from Dayton anymore, which is kind of a bummer. It's Ham Talk Live, episode number 116, amateurradio.com, recorded live on Thursday, May 24th, 2018. I am your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Matt Thomas, W1MST, the founder and managing editor of AmateurRadio.com, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Well, yeah, I'm home from Hamvention. Last week was our live Hamvention Eve episode with weather, traffic, parking, and more. And if you missed that, it's still online. You can listen at hamtalklive.com or on any of the podcast outlets. Uh, But we would like to hear from you about that episode and about next year. So uh, we'd like to know, do you want another show um, next year that has all the information like we did this time, all the Hamvention conditions the night before all in one place? Or would you rather go back to the interviews and taking calls and telling stories about Hamvention Um, so let us know on our polls. We've got a poll on Facebook and one on Twitter. So, uh, you've got a few more days to vote on there. Please let us know. And, uh, even, uh, put some comments in there. If you have something, um, specific, we'd like to know what to plan for, uh, for next year. So, um, if that was helpful to you, let us know if it was, was not let us know. And um, we'll take a look at those and and figure it out. If you don't do Facebook or Twitter, you can email us. Just email us at survey at hamtalklive.com. And uh, we'll read the emails there, too. So I'd like to uh, hear from you about that. Well, get your questions ready to go about blogging and amateurradio.com. And after the interview, you can give us a call. I'll go ahead and give you the phone number. It's 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. Or you can call us on Skype. Our uh, Skype name is HamTalkLive. You can also tweet us. We're at HamTalkLive on Twitter. So we'll be looking for 
your uh, submissions throughout the show. So I'll be back with Matt right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's Dime Store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a HamFest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and ham sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. This is your announcer, Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Why else would I be talking like this? You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. You can give them a call, their number, 920-435-2973, or visit their website, pl-259.com, and tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. It's good to see them over at Hamvention and catch up with them. And uh, got Hammy out there for a while and, and got some pictures and gave away some uh, some T-shirts. So uh, that was great. And, and thanks to our, our new Hammy. Now, last year's Hammy is, is graduating high school tonight. That's Tyler in 7TMW. But uh, uh, Teresa uh, was our Hammy this year. And so uh, if you're listening, Teresa, thank you again for a, a great job and uh uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully getting her back next year, so we'll we'll give that a shot. Well, tonight our guest is Matt Thomas, W1MST. He's the managing editor at AmateurRadio.com. Uh, Matt lives in Maine and has been a ham for 17 years and enjoys uh, VHF work, uh, chasing amateur radio satellites, which is something I've been uh, getting into lately. Um, software-defined radio and building with Arduinos and other microcontrollers. So, Matt, uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Neil, thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, we were talking before it started. Uh, I was kind of embarrassed. I've never made the 16-hour trek from Maine to Dayton, and and I feel real bad about that because it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun. Well, we did have a lot of fun, and uh, there were so many things. <laughs> I could go on and on about <laughs> things that just absolutely went totally wrong uh, this weekend. Uh, I, the audio problems, uh, and and uh, my girlfriend's grandmother had a stroke right in the middle of one of the forums, uh, and we had we had that. to go go uh, take care of that. But luckily. It, 
the hospital they took her to was in Dayton. So <laughs> it is just crazy how, how this stuff works sometimes. But um, so we, we, we made it through all of that and still managed to have a good time. So, uh, well, that's fantastic. yeah, you have, you have to go. We had some, uh, some craziness going on over at the, uh, newsline booth with all these, I'm not Will Banks buttons and, and all this <laughs> craziness, but it was fun. And we, and we had Hammy going around. Hammy's the, uh, the, uh, pig mascot of the show. And so Hammy was going around giving out T-shirts and stickers and stuff and getting pictures taken. And she even made the newspaper, the Xenia Gazette. Really? Uh, they they got a picture of her uh, going around um, greeting everybody and, and promoting the show. So it was a lot of fun. So I'll have to you check got, it out. You got to you got to put yeah you got to put it on the list of uh, of things Absolutely. to do. Well. Now at amateurradio.com you cover all this stuff and and more uh, and it's been around for uh 20 some years so tell us how this all got started. Sure, you know, I got involved in the early 2000s uh and kind of saw an area that needed needed some extra attention. I felt like there was a lot of great bloggers out there that kind of uh, they were kind of blogging to themselves, really. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of of promotion. And what I wanted to do is kind of bring all those great voices together in one place and kind of take advantage of an economy of scale where we could um, kind of have one big promotion and, and, and let everyone's voice be heard in one place. And I think it's, it's worked pretty well. Uh, we have, gosh, probably... Three dozen bloggers uh, who who contribute right now. Um, they're very generous with writing for us and allowing us to share their writing. And uh, uh, we've just continued to grow, and I've been been very blessed by that. So, uh, tell us about some of these regular contributors. I, I know I see several of them on Twitter a lot. Uh, tell us about some of the, your regulars and, and some of the columns that you'll see on amateurradio.com. Yeah, you know, I have to say, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, they're all fantastic. Uh, and that's the amazing thing about ham radio is the, is the, the quality um, of the writing is, is something that has always amazed me. Um, people like, you know, you must know Kale, uh, k 4 HCK, he writes a fantastic roundup each week uh, of blog posts, uh, Ham Radio Weekly, uh, and he shares that with us, and, and, and we transmit that out in our newsletter. Um, he does a fantastic job. You know, I think that we've lost a lot of valuable publications, um, 73, uh, for whatever you think of the publication, I think really was a, a great contribution to our hobby. And so I feel like we've had some consolidation of that and and these extra outlets for those voices um, have been something that I think that the ham radio community needed. And um, I'm hoping that, that we provide some of that. Well, it's funny that you mentioned 73 because in the last couple of weeks we've been going through, uh, well, a couple of us have been going through the uh, 73 magazine archive 
and trying to dig up. We were actually looking for some prices of some equipment from way back when to see, right. you know, what it was actually going for when we never did find it. But, but it was, it was kind of cool to go back through and, and, and see some of the, uh, you know, the old stuff. Oh, I used to have one of those, you know, and, and, uh, and some of the, some of the pictures that, uh, that that Wayne put on the cover to get Rab attention was was kind of unusual. A, a, a lady in a swimsuit holding a handheld next to a pool uh, was one. Never I remember. say die. <laughs> yes, <laughs> never say die. <laughs> and so so then I started going over to um, some other magazines trying to find this information that I was looking for. Uh, Ham radio. Ham Radio Horizons, which was kind of the one for the newcomers from Ham Radio, uh, and those were published up in up in your area, um, and so you know those have have gone away as well. Which you got to be an old geezer like me, I guess, to remember those. But uh, you know, there there was the the W five Y I report. There was. Uh, you know, several other magazines and now, you know, mainstream, we're looking at, at you know, CQ and Q Street. So uh, it is, it is um, you know, a, a situation where we've got less printed publications, but yet with the internet and all the blogging and, and uh, podcasting and, and all these new outlets that there's there's all kinds of stuff out there you do see you know i remember uh, great magazines uh, not particularly ham related but like monitoring times um uh, uh, the grove enterprise uh, magazine mm-hmm. you know that that is kind of had a reincarnation in a way with with uh, the spectrum monitor uh and and those are um those were valuable publications and i think it's it's sad that that maybe the heyday of that sort of publication was behind us, and and maybe uh, in favor of some maybe more loosely organized writing. And I think that again is is was kind of the impetus for uh, for trying to organize it a little more in one place with some with a little bit at least editorial direction. Uh, but the economics are hard, Neil. Honestly, you know, you you, you can't. Oh, yeah. I mean, this isn't you know, <laughs> this isn't my full time job. You know, I I, uh, I certainly do this as a labor of love, and uh, uh, it's it's something that takes a lot of time and effort. And uh, I know with 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 our site with amateurradio.com, um, we don't have a, a system where someone has to log in to comment. It's 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 been very much a a. Uh, a place where people are respectful and uh, there's not a lot of shouting back and forth that you see so, on so many other of the forums online. And uh, that's, it's been refreshing for me as someone that's had to manage it. And I hope it's also been uh, refreshing for, for our, our, our readers. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of back and yeah. forth on, on it. <clears throat> another site that I know that's not necessarily um, totally news related uh, or, or opinion related, but uh, boy, there's some some opinions on there. But uh, yeah, that uh, definitely is is refreshing to see that. Well, I know yeah. you've you've got this passion for blogging, and like me, you know, I've got the passion for for radio, and and so yeah. you know, I, this is not my full time job by any means, and. 
But, and I've been uh, listening ever since passion. your first episode, ever since you had Dr. Oh, wow. I think it was Scott Wright. I yes. think you had as your first, one of your first guests at least, and I really enjoyed that interview. So I think uh, you've you've managed to to beat the odds uh, of a lot of podcasts that kind of begin and fizzle out, and you've continued, and you must be up to well over a hundred episodes, I would imagine by now. Yep, this is one sixteen now, and and I remember you uh, covering uh, when when we first announced. Uh, that the show was uh, coming out, and uh, uh, yep, Doctor Scott uh, Wright was my first um, first interview by choice, and uh, got to see him uh, this weekend as well. Uh, but you, you know, you, you do these things because you're, you're you're passionate about them, you're interested in it. it it's not a a job where you're like, well, okay, I got to do this, you know, to, to, to bring in the paycheck because the thank paycheck's goodness. not there. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So I know that you feel like the, uh, the ham radio blogs are, are, you know, very important to ham radio and, um, they continue to grow in number, um, and, and breadth. So, uh, Tell us a little bit about that and, and how you feel about the importance of all of this. And then I know that another one of your, your things uh, with related to this is uh, how to start up your own blog and how to uh, contribute to that. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, there's really an unlimited number of reasons why someone would want to start a ham radio related blog. I mean, if you have a passion for a specific part of the hobby, and as we know, you know, this hobby has an amazing amount of, of sub-interest and sub-sub-interest below that. So it, there's, there's no shortage of things to write about, for sure. Um, I, think, I think a mistake some people make when they get into blogging, uh, they, I think everyone has a the long lost relative or a coworker who likes to post everything about what they've eaten and where they go and what they're wearing. And, <laughs> and, you know, no one really cares about your, you know, latest fantastic lunch, unfortunately. Um, so I, I think that, that if I had to give one piece of advice for someone thinking about getting into blogging is, is it's good to have some focus and, and, and have a fairly specific point. Um, you know, let me give you an example. Let's say you're doing, um, summits on the air activations or you maybe enjoy working QRP portable and you carry your gear on hikes and you operate there. You know, people with similar interests, I think, are going to be interested and follow your stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, that there's a lot out there and then you're trying to um, kind of compile all of that to, to put it all in, into one place. Kind of on a related note, Neil, I think I'm pretty intrigued by your topic next week, Walmart parking lots on the air. And oh, that my sounds, goodness. <laughs> that sounds like a, a must-listen episode if I've ever heard one because that sounds fascinating. The The whole Walmart parking lot on the air thing is uh, has just been a, a, a conversation on Twitter that just took off. <laughs> and 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 I'm just getting started into 
satellites for real. Now I've done a couple of satellite contacts here and there, but I'm just starting out. I I bought my arrow at at Dayton this year. So I've been doing uh, a lot of the satellite just from school um, on, on a vertical or actually in the car. I've done, done some mobile ones uh, just in the car with, with my standard mobile antenna. It's a lot of fun. And, it is. It's a lot of fun, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. But it it the Walmart parking lots on the air thing just kind of made me want to go out and and okay, here is a day and a time. Here's a purpose. That's when I went out and started getting portable and getting on the air. You know, I might listen while I'm driving, and yeah, okay, once in a while, I you know pull over and and make a contact or two, but. But now it's like, okay, I got to go out there and, and, and activate it. And it, and it's stuff like this that, you know, is like, okay, let's have some fun with this. Let's, let's do something that, that will create some interest. Exactly. I think that that's, you know, I, I think soda sounds fantastic. I haven't been involved with that, but it sounds like a lot of fun. But with, with this, it seems to have the added, uh, not to mention, it's easy to get to a Walmart, Walmart parking lot, uh, much more so than maybe a, a, a eight thousand foot mountain summit. Certainly, but uh, you can add that component of of sharing the hobby with the public, and and Lord knows there are a lot of people at a Walmart parking lot. So I can only imagine the kind of gawking interest you'd get from the yeah. passerbys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they did and and when they had the one where you, where you actually operated from a shopping cart, that that drew <laughs> some attention. So, so things like this, you know, you 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 blog about them. You you put put stuff out there, you put the pictures out there, you you put the information out there and share it with people so that they know what's going on and and, and ideas like this catch on and you know before all of the all the the social media and blogging and and all this kind of stuff i'm not sure that kind of an event would have happened yeah exactly you know and people like to be entertained and they enjoy reading about other people's adventures uh, and and getting ideas about their own adventures for sure so so if we um no, we've got another Walmart parking lot on the air coming up in in July. So, so are we going to read about this on on the blog? You know, I hope so. I hope so, and I may have to outfit my own shopping cart and have to uh, <laughs> activate my my nearby WalMarts as well. Uh, you know, we can talk a little bit about kind of some nitty gritty, some specifics about how how you might uh, uh, get a blog kind of online for someone that that might not know much about that. Sure, sure. Yeah, let, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, getting your own started, and also one thing, you know, uh, what about uh, submitting it for your site once you do? Yeah, it? no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and that's, I mean, I, I certainly, uh, I certainly think that that getting started, there's a couple ways to go about it. I, I think that the first thing you've got to decide is, um, do you want to kind of submit your articles or your posts to a place, a place like amateurradio.com, or do you want to have your own kind of your own WordPress blog? And I, I would encourage people to, um, to have their own, have their own place, have their own, 
uh, home online instead of writing on Facebook or writing on uh, some of the other, uh, there are some other ham radio related sites out there that will take some of your submissions. So I would encourage you to have a kind of a, a library, a place where you can uh, kind of consolidate your posts. And then, uh, um, you know, if you have something that someone's interested in, kind of share those things maybe to a wider audience through either our site or, or some of the others. Um, pretty much WordPress, you probably have heard of that, and probably most mm -hmm. people that listen to this have heard of WordPress. WordPress is kind of the de facto standard for blogging. Um, and it's been that way for quite a long time. It's, they've not been dethroned as, the, as kind of the blogging platform. You kind of have two choices. Uh, you can host your own uh, WordPress software on your, your own server, or you can use uh, WordPress.com will do that for you. And there's some advantages and disadvantages to both. The, the cost is going to be roughly the same. Uh, everyone's going to want to take their piece from you for, for, the, for the server space. But whether you host it yourself and kind of have more, more um, customization options, more control, but maybe some more headaches as far as doing updates and patches, or you maybe give up some of that control and let WordPress.com do it. That's kind of up to you. Either way, uh, I think it's important right off the bat when someone gets started in blogging to have your own domain name, your own your own .com or .org. And uh, often people will choose their call sign, especially if uh, it's a call sign you intend to hang on to for a while. And that kind of gives you um, something that people can identify with and it helps with 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 search engines and that sort of thing. So I would highly recommend you you start right away and and get your own domain name and and start blogging kind of under your own identity. Very good. And then um there there are some other ones out there that that you can use that uh are free but maybe don't have the the same customization um, options and, and some of the, the more advanced features. Yeah, you know, that's, that is, is true. Uh, and, and sometimes I think that I've noticed people start off with the, with the free option and uh, kind of end up wishing they had spent a little bit more and, and gone with their own kind of their, again, their own domain, their own, Maybe their own hosting. Um, and I think that you've got to kind of decide, is this something that you are going to give some effort to and it's worth 3 or $4 a month in hosting to do? Um, I, I, I would say that probably if you're willing to invest 5 bucks a month in the, in the whole endeavor, you, maybe, maybe it's not worth getting, getting into because I think that uh, it's going to spend, you're going to spend a lot of time uh, and effort creating that those posts and that content, um, you might as well have a, have a, a place that it looks, you know, professional. And, uh, I guess it probably is a juxtaposition when you say professional and in, in, in amateur radio, but <laughs> you certainly, you, you do certainly want it to look, uh, to look somewhat presentable. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and then when we come back, uh, we'll talk some more with Matt and we'll give, uh, you a chance to call in or tweet in and uh, ask some questions with uh, W1MST from AmateurRadio.com. And we'll come back uh, after this word from the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting and Amateur Radio Newsline right here on AmTalk Live. 
The National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting, located in Westchester, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, is only two minutes off I-75. The museum is the former home of the Voice of America Bethany Relay Station. Tours are now available every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can see the control room, a 200,000-watt transmitter, and the most comprehensive collection of inventions by the iconic Powell Crosley, Jr. Also on display is a huge antique radio exhibit and R.L. Drake's personal collection of most every Drake amateur rig ever made. This is a unique opportunity to see the amateur radio in action and have a chance to get on the air from WC8VOA. Admission is only $5 a person, the museum is located close to historic WLWAM and tons of shopping and restaurants. Take a trip to the VOA Museum or visit us online at voamuseum.org. Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, Young Hem of the Year Award. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of youth in ham radio, and we want to know about your exceptional young ham. You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on arnewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73, from Amateur Radio Newsline. Oh, baby, you put a 5-9 in my logbook. Now enjoy more Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live's on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here at HamTalkLive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your calls now. So if you have a question for Matt, give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us your question. You can call, give us a call with Skype at Ham Talk Live, or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live. We'll check that here as fact as we speak. And oh, we, we have a tweet here from another editor, the one that I work with commonly, and that's Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT from Amateur Radio Newsline, and she says, Matt, you got to make that long drive next year. But uh, oh, meanwhile, bet. meanwhile, please give your thoughts on embedded multimedia content in blogs. So MP3s, photo carousels, video clips, that kind of thing. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of old school in the sense, and, and you know, way old school because it seems like for a while there there was lots of of uh, autoplay audio and video and those sorts of things have come out of favor. I think in fact, uh, Chrome and, and other web browsers were, were starting to uh, maybe uh, kind of shut those things off. The, the videos that, that automatically play, I think everyone's been to a news site. News sites are especially uh, uh, guilty of, of auto playing their, their 
their video. And uh, it can sometimes be pretty annoying. So I I, enj- I like to kind of control that myself and, and decide when I want to kind of when I want to see that. Um, the other thing that's been big lately, especially, are are ad blockers. And these these ad blockers that people install as extensions to their browsers um, are great in a lot of ways. But they they tend to kind of cast a wide net with some of these um, multimedia uh, components, and sometimes they'll they'll cause them to malfunction or break or maybe disable them altogether. Um, I think that certainly the web has become much more multimedia. Uh, certainly, you know, I know with your show, Neil, uh, it, it's available across a wide variety of platforms, most of which, uh, including YouTube and SoundCloud and all those, you can embed into a website. And uh, I think it's it's neat that you could do that. I do think, however, you can go overboard and, uh, and kind of... Um, make things a, a little too entertaining, a little too busy. And uh, I think that's what you have to try to avoid doing. Yeah. That, in fact, when I worked on a, a doctorate and, and maybe one day I'll, I'll get to finish it. It was on uh, cognitive load theory and how, mm. how textbooks will overload you with information it's like you know you're reading along and then there's this picture over here and this little caption over here and this special over here and 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 it's like it's just it's it's overload but yet you don't want line after line after line after line after line after line after line of flat text either and and so there's there's a balance there it's so true. I was working on a, on a learning management system, which is kind of technical jargon for uh, kind of online course software. And uh, the, 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 the psychology behind those systems and how they present information is something that I had no appreciation for. For example, um, whether or not you should display the text of what you're also narrating and that sort of thing to, to encourage learning. And it's pretty complicated. Um, and it's... it's uh, it's really a, really an amazing science. One of my favorite things um, that that I use in my class to demonstrate some of this stuff is uh, a, a comedian by the name of Don McMillan. He's an engineer. He's a former IBM computer engineer, and he actually has nerd comedy. And and he has this thing, his big claim to fame is this life after death by PowerPoint. And and he has this video and, and instead of going on about, okay, now you need to make sure that you've got good contrast and you don't have, you know, all these spinny things and all these busy backgrounds and everything. Instead of doing that, I show this 10 minute clip on YouTube from him that shows exactly what not to do and why oh, yeah. you don't yeah. do it. So he's got these graphs and charts and, and spin spinning texts and and you know and and written every word out so that you know you have to go through like five slides to get through one thought and 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 it's just total overload. And uh, so yeah, I, no. I really like uh, Don McMillan's thing. He has all these uh, 
um, even font analysis. What what font makes you you know what what does that font say about you? And um, there, there's a lot of that stuff out there that that just it, it just goes crazy, and, and you get too many of the, the you know the big thing a, a long time ago were those animated uh, gifs on web pages. Yeah, exactly. And now they're back, it seems, as uh, in texting and that sort of thing. It seems like everyone's sending animated GIFs again. And I appreciate that you do call them GIFs, not GIFs, Neil. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they work well in, in conversations and stuff, so they've kind of made the comeback there. But, but on the web page, it's like you had to put 20 animations on your on your website, and it's like, it's overload, you know, in a conversation and in a vertical sense, you know, it works. But when, when you, you know, well, I mean, one of the most popular websites back in the, back in the day was hamster dance. And that's all it was, was <laughs> a whole bunch of animated gifts in a line spinning around with hamsters. Well, they're entertaining, I guess. And and that's kind of appropriate with with Karen being the uh, the hamster guru. So I, I guess maybe 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 she enjoyed Thank the, you, Karen. the hamster dance. But yes, thank you, Karen, for for writing in and uh, and and asking that because that's a, a very valid uh, valid point. Uh, there we is got a, a bit a off topic. Of though I feel bad. Well, you know that happens, <laughs> but. I'm going to I'm going to bring it back around again. So sure we've been talking about how to start up your blog, and the next thing on the agenda was do's and don'ts. So we actually yeah. kind of got there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I put together a, a web page or a video for folks to kind of give them an idea of how to start how to start up a blog, uh, and it's at amateurradio.com/slash/hamtalklive. One word. So if people want to kind of get some more information about how they can do that step-by-step, step, they can go to that. That's I'll say that one more time, amateurradio.com slash hamtalklive. And we so will I, post I that, a link to that very good, very um, on our social media so you can find that as well as my desk wrapped in saran wrap that you noticed earlier. You know, I, I really – I think that if you haven't been to Neil's Twitter feed, I'm not sure, maybe it's posted in other places, you do need to see that they have wrapped, no pun intended, yeah. wrapped right. his uh -huh. desk uh, in saran wrap. So it's it's definitely worth, it, worth checking out. The two things I think, um, and we've covered them a little bit, the two things I think that are the biggest mistakes, um, the biggest uh, pitfalls, Again, or the lack of focus and and not having a regular schedule, not kind of deciding that I'm going to get on this blog and I'm going to write once a week, once a month, whatever it is, to kind of establish a schedule um, where you kind of expect from yourself that you're going to write. Because if you don't, you'll kind of end up putting it off and putting it off, and then eventually you'll you'll join the the ranks of of probably a million other blogs that have been kind of left to languish. And I think if you start off thinking about something you're really interested in writing about uh, and, and, and you set a schedule and you stick to it, I think that the blog will get traction. 
you'll get interaction with readers and it'll become more fulfilling. But it does, you know, I think I'm sure that you experienced it a little bit too, Neil, when you first started, you probably felt like you were talking to an echo chamber until your, until your, your podcast uh, got some, got some real traction. And it's the same thing with any blog uh, or any site on the internet, for sure, that until, you know, you don't, I mean, we didn't wake up with, you know, 15,000 social media followers and 7,000 newsletter subscribers. I mean, you know, that took, it took a lot of time to, to get that traction to be able to do that. So stick with it. If it's something you're passionate about and interested in, stick with it until uh, it succeeds. 812-638-4261 is the phone number. If you have a question or a comment uh, for uh, Matt, uh, W1MST from amateurradio.com. And uh, you can give us a call or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live as well. Um, so if somebody wants to submit something for amateurradio.com, how would they go about doing that? They just send me an email. My email is editor at amateurradio.com, and uh, we can have a conversation and, and uh, talk about what they're writing. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very appreciative of people that want to submit things. I've been incredibly impressed uh, by the, the generosity and the, and the caliber of the things people write. And uh, we are more than happy to use, um, you know, it's, it's not a... It's not a giant voice, certainly, but it's a it's a it's a reasonably good sized voice, and to help you kind of get some traction and and maybe decide if, if this is something that you want to do more of. So, if you want to send us an article and 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 have us uh, take a look and, and consider publishing it, uh, we'd be really happy to do that, and uh, hopefully give you some some feedback and some sense of whether it's something that people might want to hear more about. All right. Well, we're going to take one last uh, call here for uh, Matt, W1MST. Um, if you want to chime in, now's the time. 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261. Or tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Uh, so you, you were talking a, a bit about the uh, the WordPress and setting up uh, things, and we went to break. Was there anything else that you wanted to add in on the, you know, how to set up and and how to to go about those things? Yeah. So it's actually you know I don't want to make it sound over overly complicated. It's actually pretty easy to set up. Uh, I but I think that, like I said, uh, not not kind of starting off with your own identity, your own .com is, is probably uh, something you'll regret later to have to kind of, it's kind of like um, trying to think of a good example, kind of like having to reprint your business cards. So when you change your phone number, it's, if you start off with kind of the, the, uh, the information that you think you'll have long-term, you'll be happier that everyone will have their links pointed correctly and that sort of thing. So you won't have to change it all later. Um, you know, even if, uh, even if you did have a, a, a free blogging solution and you, uh, you had your, your .com, whether it's your call sign or whatever you choose point forward to that, uh, that at least, uh, kind of gets you started in the right direction, I think. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've done. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. It's got it because, uh, Spreaker has this, 
all you know all automated and everything website but the url was just ridiculous so we set up hamtalklive.com just to go to there and it, it may change at some point we may get uh more into it but uh at least that again gives a, a an easy place to go to that's always going to be the same address yeah, absolutely. You know, I also wanted to mention, too, that if uh, someone was interested in signing up for our uh, daily or weekly uh, AmateurRadio.com newsletter, we do uh, do some frequent giveaways. Uh, um, about a month ago, we gave away uh, 50 uh, new elect uh, software-defined SDR radios. And uh, those are pretty uh, pretty cool little gadgets. I don't know if you've played around with those those little USB dongles there that they they sell, mm-hmm. but they're pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing and great. You know, great to get people into into uh, thinking about the hobby for really not a lot of money. So that's that sort of thing is a lot of fun. And you know, when when you only have a thousand entrants and you give away fifty radios, your chances of winning are pretty good. So that was a worldwide promotion, which is a lot of fun too. And that's that's another thing about our hobby that I think is so fantastic is is the the bridging bridging between so many different cultures and so many different countries and so many different people and and uh, it's just an amazing hobby, Neil. Yeah, it it certainly is, and uh, and you've got some good stuff there. So again, if you're interested in uh, in the newsletter from AmateurRadio.com, just uh, sign up for that, and then uh, you may may win something too. I hope. Yeah, we we have uh, we have another uh, antenna we're going to be giving away. I brought home uh, from from Dayton, so we'll be uh, releasing from, the details. Uh, no, no sneak previews. No, no sneak, sneak previews. <laughs> but we we have an antenna we're going to be giving away. Uh, it's it's, it's Check right that out. here. It's right here. So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be doing that here soon. So. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for uh, what you do at uh, AmateurRadio.com. And uh, we we'll look forward to uh, speaking with you again and, and hope to, to catch you at Hamvention one of these days. I absolutely hope that. And I hope I, I meet, I, what was the name again of your uh, character that's running oh, around? Uh, Hammy. Hammy. I hope I get to Hammy, meet Hammy yes, at, Ham, yes. at uh, next year's uh, Hamvention. So thank you so much, Neil, for having yep. me. All right, that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Matt Thomas, W1MST, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and tweeting in and invite you back next Thursday night. As Matt said, at 9 o'clock Eastern time, it's the full-length Walmart parking lots on the air show. Adam Whitney, K0FFY, will be here as well as a couple of the others that uh, – helped uh, put that together for real as opposed to just a silly idea running around. And uh, so we're going to talk about how it went. And the next one coming up, July 2nd, Walmart's birthday and World UFO Day. Coincidence? Maybe. So we'll talk about that. Uh, so don't miss that next week. And uh, for a list of all of our upcoming guests, just go to hamtalklive.com. And uh, if you would, please leave us a review on uh, iTunes uh, or wherever you listen. We're trying to build that up a little bit and uh, get it to where uh, we're a little easier to find. So 
If you would uh, leave us a review, we would appreciate that. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Bow, 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 bow